In the Wild West world of podcasting, there is one podcast that is authentic and genuine and continues to stand tall in its originality. Based on a passion for his guests, their work, and his love of podcasting, Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast get amazing, diverse, unique guests found nowhere else. The variety and quality are endless. There is something for everyone. Derek Thomas is the hero you deserve. He's a silent guardian, a watchful protector. Welcome to Monday Morning Critic Podcast. Here is Derek Thomas. This is Monday Morning Critic Podcast. My name is Derek Thomas. Thank you so much for listening today. Today's a bonus episode that is going to reflect on Terrificon, a Comic-Con that was held this past weekend in Connecticut. Um, before I get to that, if you are looking to um, follow, subscribe, all the stuff that you hear over and over from podcasts, I'll just throw that information out. Um, I am Monday Morning Critic on Instagram, Monday Morning Critic on TikTok, Monday Morning Critic on Facebook. Uh, if you want to reach out, it's mondaymorningcritic at gmail.com. That is my contact information. Um, I just want to say this is, for those listening and ha- that have been listening for a while, this is a, um, has been a slow summer on purpose, right? Um, actors and writers strike aside, uh, that would not have impacted my summer, right? This is kind of a summer that I really wanted to dial it back a little bit because the 10 months before that are really insane. Like getting guests, putting episodes together. For me, I can't speak for other podcasts, but for me are very hectic. It's very time consuming. Um, and it's, it's, it's round the clock. So I definitely needed the summer to just scale it back a bit. Um, come September, we are back full swing again, you know, two episodes a week in that ballpark. Um, or if it's one, one week, it'll be two or three the next it averages about to two episodes a week. So uh, thank you for hanging in there. Um, it's definitely given me time to be around family, to be around friends, and to go to Comic-Cons to really enjoy myself. Um, I have um, rearranged my podcast studio slash man cave, and I assure you it is a man cave. It is That is not a name that I came up with by paying somebody to, to think of it for me. I This is a legitimate man cave. Uh, it's a legitimate um, uh, podcast room, I think, You'd be impressed. I think one day I'm going to do an episode on YouTube and just go around and show my posters and how it's set up. Uh, it's taken years and years of work, and I'm proud of it. I'm not like gloating, like, it, but I'm super proud of of what I've created here. It's really people that come, to, my friends that come over to watch movies, really are impressed by it. So, yeah, I, I've I've overhauled that a bit. I've made good use of the summer. So, my rambling aside, thank you for sticking with me, and thank you for continuing to um, listen to episodes. Um, so. I'm. This is my third Comic Con in three months, I think, or four months. I did Philadelphia, I did Terrificon, I'm going to do Boston Comic Boston Fan Expo this coming weekend. So it's definitely been a lot, and I have to say, I think the, the scope of my podcast and everybody has a podcast. I get it, but I think a podcast should reflect who you are because I think there's also a lot of the graveyard of podcasts that have been abandoned is enormous, right? Everyone talks about how everyone has a podcast. What everyone doesn't tell you is that the amount of podcasts that have just kind of fallen by the wayside or fallen by the roadside, they have, there's a ton of podcasts that just stop recording because it's, it is a grind. Like, and if you're not prepared for it, like you're going to fail, it's just not going to be there. Even podcasts that I find unlistenable, um, I give them credit for sticking in the grind. Like it's a tough, tough road. Um, so if you're not prepared to put in the work, it's not going to show for it. But like everyone always says, oh, everyone has a podcast. They do. 
Uh, but does everyone have a podcast? So I've been podcasting since 2016. I'm coming up on eight years in January. Does everyone have a podcast that goes three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years? That's where it becomes. That's where even if you don't like the podcast, you have to give credit for somebody who has stuck in there for that long, who sticks in there for that long, because. Um, I could count countless podcasts. They start it. It lasts two months. They figure out, Jesus Christ, this is a lot of work. And it just stops. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm losing myself here. But anyways, but, but the, a podcast should be a reflection of yourself, of what you are. And the draw comes with if people find similar um, likes or similar, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? They find in their lives... Um, you guys can connect through the podcast, right? So if somebody listens to my podcast and they love Comic-Cons, they love the guests that I bring on from movies that I love or TV shows that I like, and they connect with my tastes, uh, we, we, we could develop this like podcast relationship. That's how podcasts kind of grow a little bit, right? Uh, that's why Theo Vaughn is so successful and Joe Rogan. And I'm not saying I'm in their stratosphere, but they find a lot of people, Dave Portnoy, uh, does, he does a lot of different things, but People connect to him. People connect to these guys. Like they do it really well uh, of developing an audience. I mean, I'm certainly still working on that. Like I am nowhere near those guys. I am, I am chump change to those to those awesome um, talents. But that's the challenge for podcasting: is find somebody that can to find your audience that can find similarities and find um, um, something listenable in what you do. And, and and I still struggle with that, right? Because I'm all over the place. I could find, I could have somebody on from an Apple TV show that no one's ever heard of that I love, then put somebody, an iconic actor from an eighties or nineties movie that everybody loves. Like, so it's, it's, it's a, it's sticking with it when you're all, when you're all over the map, like I am, because Hey, not everyone's going to like a cinematographer that I have. Not everyone's going to like the composer that I have, but I love it. Like, so that's what I love most about it. Like I get offered guests that are really well known all the time. But sometimes it's hard to put together an interview like that. It's hard to say yes because um, there has been a couple times over my podcasting stretch where I agree to interviews. And, and I start off by just saying, I'm going to do people that I just want. And I've stuck through that. Like 98% of that is still true. But that 2%, it's tough to muscle through an interview. Not that it's some kind of privilege or honor to be on my podcast, but it's really hard to talk to somebody who you don't, whose work hasn't. Um, struck a struck a chord in you right so that's the big thing right that's why i love podcasting is to thank those people is because i I find meaning in their work but when when somebody offers me somebody that i don't know or that i that i'm not familiar with i just it's hard for me to do it's just very very hard for me to do so um building that audience is what i want to do and this brings me to my my point so i love covering comic cons i probably cover five to ten a year in the ballpark depending on the year and I have to get better at taking more photos, taking more videos, interviewing more people. That's my next step, right? Because you can get lost for those of you looking to start a podcast or those of you that are that are in a podcast. You can get lost in this like uh, vortex of insanity, right? There is you could legitimately spend twenty four hours a day on a podcast, right? Put it posting clips, doing research, finding guests, editing social media stuff. Like it is a effing grind to do all of it. You have to kind of find your way and say, this is, this is the top five things I want to do. Um, and, and sometimes it comes, you have to add to that because it's just not enough, but you could really get lost in it. But 
one of the things that I'm going to make a, uh, an effort on is to show people who've never been to Comic Cons what I see. Like, and I haven't done that. Like, I'm doing this by giving up a wrap, giving a wrap up of the Comic Cons I've gone to, which is fine. I like it, but I, I want to take it one more level. Like this right now, this interview, this this episode should be on YouTube and, and me posting things. And I do post things from the Comic Cons, but it should be a, a video that you're able to see. Eventually, it should be live. So that's on me. That's something that I have to learn to improve on. Anyways, so Terrificon is at Mohegan Sun. It was a wonderful Comic-Con. I mean, I loved it, right? Just to give you some of the people that were there, uh, Anthony Michael Hall, 16 Candles, Weird Science, you know who he is. Sean Gunn from the latest Guardians of the Galaxy, uh, The Walking Dead actors, uh, Sean Kanan, who is in Karate Kid 3, a bunch of soaps. Um, he is in Cobra Kai. Um, so I ended up getting two autographs. One was Anthony Michael Hall. Um, who signed a sealed VHS tape. And if you watch my videos on YouTube, you can see a lot of the memorabilia I have signed at Comic-Cons in the background. Um, I liked Anthony Michael Hall, um, had great, had, had a quick little conversation with him. Um, just a really good guy. There was a time where I used to get like um, very nervous around people that like I grew up loving and watching. It subsided a little, a lot, I think. Like I used to be like shaking a little bit. I used to not be able to get words out. Now it's like I'm talking to somebody who's just my neighbor or I'm talking to a friend that I've known forever. Like I don't, I don't get nerves as easily. It doesn't like, I'm not, and part of that, I bet you comes from, you know, interviewing for, you know, 400, 450 people for interviews. I mean, there be, there, you have to, that has to go away or nobody's going to want to come on. Like I remember early on talking to these great guests, right. And I was so nervous one time I just seized up. Like I couldn't speak. And I'd, I'd get nervous because of how important these people's work was to me and how I, how much I loved it. And I, I had to manage nerves. And that has carried over into Comic-Cons, right? I mean, I went to Seattle one year and I, I met Jeremy Renner. I met, um, oh, God, uh, the Olsen. Um, what's her name? Olsen. Um, God, I'm getting old. Uh, the Olsen that, that's in the, the Marvel movies. And I'm going to kick my Elizabeth Olsen. Sorry. Um and I met all these wonderful, uh, 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 Josh, um, Roland, Roland, sorry. And I met all these wonderful, like huge names. And I like, I was a little nervous. Now move fast forward to 2023. Um, I'm respectful. I love it. Uh, but not as nervous. And I guess that's a good thing. But if I find myself to the point where I'm not like a, a little, I have a little bit of the butterflies in my stomach, then that's going to be a problem because then it's, then it's not meaningful anymore. Like then it becomes, then you're numb. Then it's no good. Then like the passion is gone. I'm definitely not at that place. So I hope that stays like that. But Terrificon is a great little con, not great little con. It's a great medium sized con. Um, if you're looking for cons to go to, um, this would be a good one, um, for next year. It's really well done. Mohegan Sun is awesome. A lot of great restaurants to eat in. The parking is not a problem. Like I'm going to Boston Fan Expo. The parking's definitely going to be a problem. Um, there's going to be overcrowding. That's going to be a problem. But the con itself, the way it's run, is great. And I, I do love Boston Fan Expo. I am really looking forward. There's one guest I'm targeting, um, Robin Wright. I have a pair of um, Nike Cortez. It's the sneakers that Forrest runs, runs with in the movie. I've never worn them. I want her to sign it. And write either his name's Forest or Run Forest Run on those sneakers. And I think that'd be kind of a cool thing to put in a plastic case and then put behind me on the podcast. 
So we'll see. There's there's a ton of great guests. Rosario Dawson just canceled, um, but there's some Danny uh, Trejo's coming. Um, it's got a it's a um, Hayden Christensen is there. There's a it, it's a packed house, but it is it really is a great con. You know, Boston's a great city. I went to school in Boston, so um, it it really it really is a great con. I'm looking forward to it. But again, the parking, the the crowdedness, that stuff can become exhausting. Getting back to Terrificon. So um, it was awesome, right? So Rebecca Romaine, who's in X-Men, and she's in all these wonderful movies, she is married to Jerry O'Connell, who is in Stand By Me and, and some other things. Uh, um, uh, Jerry Maguire. Man, I'm losing my memory. 49 years old. I can't think of anything. Um, and Jerry O'Connell was there just, just with his wife, Rebecca Romaine. They were just you know chilling and hanging out at Terrificon. And he's like walking around and people are like taking pictures. If I was, I wish I was there. Like I would have purchased an autograph or, or, or a, a photo with Jerry O'Connell. I mean, he is so great in Stand By Me. He's an iconic actor. Um, so, so I should say he's, he's a wonderful actor in some iconic roles. And, um, yeah, I, he was just there like taking pictures randomly with people. He easily could be a guest at any Comic Con. I just think it's really funny how Rebecca Romaine was there and her husband's just kind of there taking pictures. In the picture she was with, uh, taking with other fans, and he was kind of just walking around. Um, so that was a surprise. You never see that. Like usually, when you see people that are quote unquote famous, um, they're behind a curtain, they're behind the table, they have security. <laughs> Jerry, Jerry seems down to earth. So uh, yeah, um, that that was that was kind of fun to see. Um, I love Sean Kanan, who was um, on my podcast twice. Um, I got two autographs from him. Um, one on a VHS tape, one is on, on the, it says Karate's Bad Boy. It was a magazine page that if you watch Karate Kid 3, that's where it's taken from. Getting that frame now, it was awesome. Um, and I got a selfie that came out great. All my pictures come out terrible because it's hard to hide fat, but it came out great and I was just super excited. It, he's legitimately like one of these like just good people. Like it's people like Sean that make me love Comic Cons, right? It's these small little Comic Cons that I have my best memories for. Uh, Bill Zapka met at a small Comic-Con. Ralph Macchio met at a small Comic-Con. Uh, uh, Tom Berenger, Academy Award nominee, met at a small Comic-Con. Like, it's these smaller Comic-Cons that are really where it's at. If you're going to jump in and have Boston be your first con, it's tough. Like, it's a tough con because there's about, I want to say, 10 guests, give or take, whereas these other cons have probably double or triple that. And the lines aren't as long. It's not as crowded. It's not as you know dense. Um, but yeah, it's it's uh, it, it was it's just these 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 actors like Sean and the ones I mentioned. They're the ones who really got my love for 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 Comic Cons brewing. Like it just it, it it really is the foundation of 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 Comic Cons. Um, but just having these conversations with him and it was just so nice. Like knowing that somebody has been on your podcast and I do support my guests. Like I'm not just all talk. I'm not going to have a guest on my podcast because they're famous or I'm not going to, you know, uh, kiss a publicist's ass or an ancient assassin interview, like 10 people I've never heard of just to get to one person that I might've like, that's not what it is. I mean, that's fine. If you do that, that's great, but it's just not something I'm interested in. Like I, I want to just tell people and, and show my respect and show my, my love for their work. And it's just really nice. And, and I back up what I say, like, when I tell my guests that, like, hey, I can't wait to see you at a Comic Con, I try to, I try my best to promote it, and I actually follow through on it. I show up, 
Um, and yeah, I, I, I think it's great. I think comic cons are a way to really express your love for movies, TV, cinema. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm really super psyched about that. Um, the vendors also were awesome, right? So I bought my daughter, this Superman and Spider-Man, like these like little plush toys and she, she absolutely loves them. But like, I was just like this father son team where we're manning one of the booths. It was a cool, like, you know, the action figures and dolls and, you know, a lot of nostalgia, um, just a really kind man and his son, like, like the, the father, I said, I'll give you 20 bucks for these two, you know, toys. And he's like, absolutely. And he was like, thank you. I appreciate it. And his son, like, he was like 12 or 13. He's like, thank you. Was, kids said, thank you. It was, like, it was just so like beautiful to see. Like the kid, it's, the kid was awesome. Like he was just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's little shit like that, that I love seeing like a father, son working together. You know, that kid's going to carry those memories forever. Like it's going to mean so much to the time, you know, when he remembers, um, how he used to go to comic cons with his dad and, and, and see famous people and sell these cool, um, um, you know, toys. It's just, I don't know. It's, it's stuff like that, 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 that you, you don't expect in a con that you love. And the one thing I loved about terrific con, the cosplayers were on point. Like they were really good. Like you see some cosplayers, um, at other cons. It's like, just stop. Like, that's not good. Like, just please, please don't do that again. Um, but there was some really creative comic uh, cosplayers here. There was there was the Deadpool, Winnie the Pooh. There was there was a Fantastic Four. Uh, there was a lot of cool things. I mean, for nothing else, go to a comic con just to see the cosplayers. Like that's worth the price of admission. And I don't mean to like laugh at them or that's not what I mean. I mean it's just cool how people see things you're kind of looking at through their eyes and how they perceive superheroes. There was a, um, a person dressed as wonder woman, um, taking a break outside of the casino. It's like a smoke area and just ripping on a butt, like smoking a cigarette. Like (laughs) I thought that was really funny to see wonder woman smoking a cigarette on a bench outside. Like to me, I think just think it's awesome. Like, I don't know. I, there's a lot. There's a lot of great stuff going on, um, and and the restaurants are huge too, right? Um, we ate at a um, a bar restaurant <clears throat> at Mohegan Sun. It's called Bow and Arrow. It had um, a bowling alley downstairs. It had arcade games. It had the basketball the, where you shoot for for tickets, and then it had you know the claw that gets the toys out of that that tank thing. That's almost impossible to win. It was a really cool place to eat. Bow and Arrow in Mohegan Sun. Um, yeah, it's just everything is right there. And I, I really, really, really love that. Um, before I wrap, uh, there's a lot of great guests coming on. I have a lot of cool stuff planned. Um, I really uh, appreciate people that do listen to the podcast. Um, I will be going after this con, the, the Boston Fan Expo in this weekend. The next one, I think there's there, there was there was one that was um, Mega Fest. I don't know if they're having it. That's a Massachusetts based one out of Framingham. If they have that in September, I'll go to that. If not, my next one will be Rhode Island Comic Con in November, I believe. So I'm just I don't know. I'm just super psyched. Uh, it's it's a lot of fun stuff. There's a lot of great shows on TV. We just finished The Righteous Gemstones, which is oh, it is just amazing. Like it is so goddamn fun. Um, I am in the middle of a another funny show called Jury Duty. 
oh my god like i first saw it when it was coming out and i was like okay this is interesting but i almost feel like sometimes when they market stuff like i when i read it and read the synopsis and and, and read the i was like okay this is okay but when you actually see it it's next level stuff jury duty is really really good so there's it's almost overwhelming like there's a show I'm watching also called hijack on apple tv um uh, there's so much on there's a um lioness on paramount plus is really good uh it, it is overwhelming we live in a great day and age that's that's for sure there's no shortage of, of of content but thank you so much for listening again hit me up on the social media um uh channels and avenues if you so wish uh, if not, great guests coming out. Got a composer I'm going to be dropping um, next week. I have a couple actors planned coming on. It's just uh, a lot of good stuff. And I do appreciate your time and uh, be well. Thank you for listening to Derek Thomas and Monday Morning Critic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, you can also connect with Monday Morning Critic on Instagram and Facebook, MDM Critic on Twitter, subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever podcasts are found. All episodes available, www.mmcpodcast.com.